It's Friday. It's another episode of the Garage Rock Show podcast. Of course, every Friday for you guys. Check us out at garagerockshow.com. Chris here with our special guest this week. Aaron, what's going on, man? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Enjoying the night, ca- right? Caught me mid-drinking my beer. We're having a good night tonight. <laughs> LJ, what's going on, man? Uh, good evening. I'm great, man. How are you? <laughs> Doing good. We were talking about what a crazy day today was, like with the heat. We had a power outage Hell today. Uh, and we barely just got the show going on, so we got kind of uh, half the amount of people that we wanted to because we're filming this actually about two hours, three hours later than we normally do because the power was out today. A little late. Uh, so thank you, PG&E, for getting the power back on so we could at least uh, record tonight. Thanks, guys. Um, yeah. A lot of new music coming out this week, uh, a couple notable ones uh, coming out from the Punch Brothers, Skeleton Witch, The Internet, Ty Seagal and White Fence, they all have some new albums coming out today, so make sure you guys check that out. Uh, Grammy Awards also announcing that they set the 2019 date in L.A. Back at Staples. Yep. Uh, what is it? Um, 61st annual, February 10th. Uh, so it's going to be at Staples Center. It's going to be on CBS. Nominations will be announced in all 84 categories on Wednesday, December 5th. The Grammys were held last year at N- uh, NYC's Madison Square Garden. Uh, so there you go. Uh, also came out today uh, the Polestar's mid-year top tours list, uh, ranking all the 100 concert tours around the world. So, of course, pop stars like Taylor Swift, Ed Sheeran, Justin Timberlake topping the charts. So the number, uh, I guess, uh, the closest one in the top 10 for the rock world is Roger Waters coming in with 60.7 million doing the, the wall. Uh, Foo Fighters, 50, uh, 53.6. Metallica, 40.6. Bon Jovi, 38 million. What do you guys think of those numbers there? That's a good fan base yeah. for Roger Waters. I mean, any of those kind of surprising? Like, you know, I don't know. Like, Bon Jovi, to me, like, still this day and age, like, people, I guess he's cashing in on that baby boomer generation. Yeah, built-in audience, man. 38 million. Mm-hmm. Queen and Adam Lambert touring with twenty nine point or 23.9 million. Uh, D- Journey and Def Lep, Iron Maiden, Kid Rock, uh, even in number f- 53 with 17.1 million. That's crazy to me uh, that people are seeing that much Kid Rock out there these I know. days. Yeah. It's happening. Uh, ball with the ball. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Kid. We are going to hey, be giving away. I saw the what? Scorpions. Though. Remember the Scorpions? Oh, yeah. yeah Scor- Scorps are there. 10.1 million. They're doing their final world tour. So oh, they're, wow. they're barely cracking the top 100, though, coming in at 91 there with. 10.1 million. That's yeah, really remember, remember them? What was their hits? Remember Rocky that? Like a Hurricane. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And then No One Like You. Yep, yep. And then, um, I mean, they, they had a couple other good ones. Remember that late, I think it was later, but I think it was Alien Nation. Remember that one? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's right. Good stuff from the Scorps. I saw them live. They're they're actually a really cool band. They're, they're pretty good live. That's funny. Uh, Robert Plant, Jimmy Page. Okay, so Zeppelin is going to be doing their 50th anniversary this year. They got together uh, in 68, so it's been 50 years since 68. And they last performed December 10th, 2007 uh, for uh, that uh, special thing for Amit Erntgard or whatever that guy from the record label that died. So wow. they, haven't, they haven't performed live in a long time together, and everybody's saying that they may do something for the 50th anniversary. Uh, so according to Britain's Daily Star magazine, Here's the quote from a well-sourced, a well-placed source. They say, quote, Everyone around the band is buzzing. Jimmy Page and Robert Plant are talking again. 
discussing how to celebrate a big anniversary. Realistically, this will be the last time the band has a reason to reunite. At the moment, there are many things on the table being discussed. Obviously, playing live is one of them. If they don't play, they'll get other stars out on the stage playing their hits, and they would join in. So it's probably that's, like picturing Dave cool. Grohl up there with of maybe course. a bunch of guys, right? Mm-hmm. And this is his, uh, his son, Jason, is going to be rocking. Oh, yeah. Jason Bonham will be on the drum kit for let's, sure. Let's go back to the last pod for a second. Are we going to get a John Bonham hologram? That's what I want to know. <laughs> no, Jason yeah. does an amazing job. Have you seen him on the yeah, kit? Oh, yeah, he kills it. He, he kills, kills it. Yeah. Uh, but no, that would be, no, we don't need that. <laughs> <laughs> John Bonham hologram. <laughs> On the side, like another drum kit right next to his. Yeah. Oh, my God. No. Good grief. Uh, so, yeah, that's going to be coming up. We'll have to see later this year what happens. And Robert Plant, in the meantime, has a couple West Coast dates. Uh, going to be playing the Telluride Blues and Brews Festival in Colorado. Del Mar, California at Caboo Festival, September 16th. Mm. So make sure you guys check that out if you want to see Robert Plant live. And speaking of old dudes doing the tour in, Pink Floyd <laughs> drummer Nick Mason. This is going to be a pretty cool thing. He has a thing called his uh, Nick Mason's Saucer Full of Secrets, and it focuses on Pink Floyd's pre-Dark Side of the Moon catalog. So it's uh, the first like three or four albums leading up to Dark Side of the Moon, and Nick Mason plays with a bunch of other guys that are not in Pink Floyd and just does those early tracks. I yeah. think that's kind of cool. It comes in right? a saucer. It comes in a saucer, right? <laughs> uh, he you know, got the blessing of the rest of the dudes in the band because everybody else is doing their own stuff anyway. And uh, Mason seems to have pretty good relationships with both guys. He was the only founding mother, a member of the band other than Roger Waters. Uh, so I think that's pretty cool. He's doing his thing. Apparently he's going to tour Europe all September. We can only hope that uh, he'll bring that to the States sometime. That'd be pretty awesome. Uh, okay, moving on. The Ramones releasing major 40th anniversary Road to Ruin collection. The Ramones' fourth album. 1978's Road to Ruin will be released as a special three-disc 40th anniversary deluxe edition. Check out all these extra tracks on here with rough mixes, extras, uh, Britpop mixed acoustic versions, a 45 versions, all these different tracks on there. That's pretty cool. Mm. If you guys are a Ramones fan, that seems to be the definitive edition of that album, so make sure you guys pick it up. I don't know if you guys got this alert uh, from Google. About the new Tool album, did you did you get this, LJ? Oh, I didn't get it, but I I saw this that this happened to people. <laughs> so apparently, uh, poor, poor kids. Everybody got this alert here. Here's what the alert looked like. It said, "Illusion World" by Tool was released today, and it had a couple of the songs there. You could tell, like, just that track, "Chillin' in Emo." Chillin' in Emo by <laughs> Tool. <laughs> it sounds like that should have been a red flag, right? Yeah, that's not a real Tool track. Uh, so apparently it's from a rapper named Tool with the dollar sign at the end of it. Uh-oh. So I don't know, what is that, Tool Money or Tools? Tools. Tools? Tool Money? Tool money? I don't know. Uh, I guess Tools. Tools to get the cash. Too Short had a had a dollar sign in his name, didn't he? That's true. This is true. Yeah, because that yeah. wouldn't make sense if it was for money, right? So and it's yeah. not Two Dollar Sign Ort. <laughs> <laughs> two Money Ort. <laughs> two Money Ort. All right, so uh, no, that was a that was a um, bad joke, guys. Sorry. Yeah. Shout yeah. out to Tools, though. And speaking Get of bad bad jokes, it seems like it's a bad joke, but it's a sad reality. Did you guys hear about this? MGM is suing the victims of the Vegas concert massacre. MGM Resorts International, which owns the Mandalay Bay Hotel where this happened, uh, Stephen Maddock massacred, massacred those fifty-eight people. They're suing 
the people in the, that were killed in this uh, shooting, and MGM said the filing was meant to provide a, quote, timely resolution for the victims who sued or will sue over the attack. Robert Eglett, whose firm represents hundreds of people in the case, called MGM's claim outrageous and accused the company of trying to intimidate the victims. The lawsuit contends that the case must be dealt in in federal court under the terms of the post-9-11 Safety Act. It says the security firm it contracted for the concert was approved by the the Department of Homeland Security and therefore released from liability under the act. So they're saying they're not liable because they had security that was approved by Department of Homeland Security. So what do you... And they're saying that it only applies to the security firm, not the hotel. Ridiculous. I think it's... uh, They're trying to weasel their way out of responsibility for this, and it's pretty shameful. It's it's a... That's... I mean, aside from having a PR nightmare of people getting gunned down at your spot, uh, suing them, I guess, is the the next best like PR nightmare. The next you know? worst thing like, you could do. Honestly, I feel like if you're a lawyer, you think you're th- you're thinking in terms of I got to get this taken care of. And if you're any other type of human being, you're like what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, like seriously. <laughs> do you not have a heart? That's crazy. So, I like, don't know. We just want to get the ball rolling on these lawsuits. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. It's just crazy. They're trying to find a loophole. They're yeah. trying to find that well our security was uh, sanctioned by the Department of Homeland Security, so we're released from liability from that. Yeah, and just to let you know, we want to make sure you know, like, we're going to sue you, so you obviously going to have to lawyer That's up horrible. if you want to talk about MGM's it. MGM's already getting huge backlash for it. People are saying they're never going to stay in their hotels again and blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, I don't see how they're going to recover from this one unless they do something It'll be f- and uh, totally change their ruling. That sounds really crazy. So. Yeah, that's crazy. What do you guys think about Walmart and their new music streaming service? Walmart, huh? Yeah. Walmart is working on creating its own streaming service, taking on big names like Netflix, Amazon, at a lower price. They're saying that you can get their music less than $8 a month, unlimited, and that the company is also considering a free version that it would include ads. So it could possibly roll out the service through its subsidiary Vudu, Oh, yeah, I've seen that app before, which allows streaming of full-length movies and available on most set-top devices and game consoles. I have a feeling in about 100 years, the only businesses that's going to be left is Walmart and Amazon. Yeah. We're going to be eating right? five, like Demolition Man, five-star Taco Bell, but it's, <laughs> it's going to be Amazon. The wars, they, they won the wars of the, uh, what do they call it, the wars of the restaurants or whatever, the yeah. fast food wars. I mean, <laughs> shit, I don't know. I mean, Seems like they're trying to dip their hands into everything, right? right I mean, well. yeah. I mean, they already own the rights <laughs> to a lot of those bands, and they probably well not not the, own the rights to the bands, but you know, like if a band wants to uh, say sell their music to Walmart, they're treating it like they're saying they're iTunes now, yeah, and they 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 can release digital versions of these uh, tracks at a at a fee, you know. Sure, so. but you're gonna have to, you know, have less quality service if you're going to charge less that's just how it works you think so i mean if i'm looking at apple music they're only charging people 99 cents for for a tune and 10 bucks a month for streaming and then so this they is have, two dollars undercutting it it's yeah. undercutting it by two bucks so they're having you know but 
you get Apple Music that you have all those radio shows right, and right. you have the exclusive some music of the exclusives too yeah. that's only on Apple right. Music. A but lot they'll of they'll do stuff. it in bulk just to make that tiny bit of money, you know, just to get that edge just right. Sure. That tiny bit is still at the end of the year, just yep. a little bit more than they made before. And I think right? this is also yeah. a response to how a lot of stores are not selling CDs anymore, right? Right. True. Well, so they're, they're losing, creating their own streaming yeah. service instead to compensate for that, True. right? And let's not forget, this there. is also because. When you have to appease the board and you have to grow the business every year no matter what right. so you have to do something I mean it is they are changing with the times we can't really knock them too much for that uh, you know I guess and I think people will definitely buy it I mean you, you see how many people use Walmart as basically their one stop shop right yeah. everybody oh, yeah. goes there with like their wad of cash at their paycheck, and then it's like, okay, let's get my glasses. I'll get some McDonald's. I'll buy a T-shirt. While my car is getting my oil change and tires. Yeah, I'll get my oil change, and now I'll get my uh, my music for the month. Uh, I'll get my phone. I'll do everything I need to do there at Walmart. Yeah, that's. I mean, I guess the branding for the streaming service, I don't see it, but I yeah, they'll well, they'll make it. There there will be people that we'll will have to see. I imagine it. that they're going to integrate it a lot with uh, their own products that they have licensed oh, there, sure. and they'll have it. You know, this comes with a free month of Walmart music. You know, right? Yeah. All right, it, family, get your bags. We're going to Walmart <laughs> today. <laughs> We're buying a eight dollar uh, listening all month. <laughs> Uh, Deftones got a new festival, their own festival, their first one. Love it. Unfortunately, it's not in Sacramento. San Diego. I know. It's called Dia de los Deftones from a band from Sacramento. You would think that they would uh, have their own festival in Sacramento, but no. San Francisco, at least. It's in San Diego at Petco Hmm. Park. Deftones, Future, Mike Shinoda, Rocket from the Crypt, Horror, Doja Cat, Veins, and Yao Vows, I guess, so... Uh, if you're in SoCal area, November 3rd, LiveNation.com. Check it out. Uh, we were talking last week about System of a Down. Remember all the bullshit that they were saying? Like uh, mm-hmm. the, the lead singers, Surge, was saying it's basically everyone else's fault. The guitarist, uh, John, was saying, no, it's it's Surge's fault. He's the one who's holding out. Well, now the drummer is coming out and saying that he's blaming basically the entire band for this holdup. He's saying that... Uh, Quote, many theories and much speculation have circulated through the years with blame focused on one member of the band for the lack of new material. The truth is, each member of the band is equally responsible for both our incredible success on our previous recordings and our unbelievable failure to get along and make music together. Not one of us, rather all of us are to blame. Egomania, eccentricities, um, megalomania, and sometimes just stupidity all play roles. He went on to say to our fans, I'm truly sorry for letting you down. To the songs that could have been, I'm sorry you haven't. So that's a pretty bold statement. Yeah, good right? for him. I mean, he's kind of setting the record straight, right? It seems to be he's the most honest. That's the statement yeah. and, out of everyone, yeah. right? Yeah. In, in most bands that are going through that could have that statement verbatim. It's just, uh, you know, that's just the progress or lack thereof of most bands you know and it seems like you know everybody likes to push the blame everybody likes to think it's surge and maybe it, it very well maybe maybe a, a big part of it you know uh but i think a lot of other people have something there too so we'll have to see unfortunately man they, they got this big gig with aftershock and i'm just like kind of crossing my fingers that it goes through because i have a feeling with a lot of this bad press about them talking about how they just can't get along can't get it going in the studio yeah. it makes me worry that they're just going to be like hey you know screw it I don't even want to play the hits with you on stage. I can't even, you know, <laughs> yeah. I don't. Even, I can't even suck it up for the money, you know, because it seems like it's obvious that's what they're doing. If they can't even play in the studio and get some music going, 
They have no chemistry. They yeah, don't like each other. Genuine so cool when we show, when, when we even see them at Aftershock, they're not even going to be vibing with each other or anything. Probably it's just going to be going through the motions. Can't wait to get off the stage, you know. Exactly. And I don't know. I mean, is it even worth it seeing a band no, like that when no. you know that's the case, I mean, right? When it, when it's over, it's over, you know? Uh, no need to drag it out. If you guys aren't getting along, you guys can't make music together. But still, so knowing that, like, would you want to see the show at Aftershock coming up? Even knowing that they can't get along in the studio, would you still want to see de- uh, them do the hits? Selfishly, selfishly, yes. But if I hint, find one hint of them being not into it... right. I'll it's going to turn you off immediately, yeah, right? Yeah, I'll yep. be completely turned off. I'm in the same boat well, as you, When was man. the last time they played together? Well, they played together off and on for the past couple of years. They've played one-off shows, and they've done festivals and things like that. <laughs> the last time they recorded anything was in 2006. Yeah. Well, maybe that statement will get the things rolling, you yeah. know, and get Hopefully. everybody else looking Hopefully. the right way. Uh-oh. Uh, unfortunately, Cheers. Scott Weiland, uh, you know... They they keep like trying to get R. as R. much money as they can for this from this poor guy's estate. The late uh, Stone Temple Pilot singer Scott Weiland has been ordered by a judge to pay four thousand dollars a month to Weiland's children. These kids are almost eighteen. It's seventeen year old Noah and fifteen year old Lucy. They'll each receive the allowance until he or she turns eighteen. They'll also no longer receive payments if they die becoming legally emancipated. If the state is terminated, emancipated. Uh, so okay, the the estate has a value of one point six million. Um, the annual royalty income that they get from uh, Stone Temple Pilots music is two hundred sixty five thousand dollars a year. So that's from Stone Temple Pilots catalog, and that's Scott Weiland's cut. Sure. That's what he gets every year. That's pretty. How good. long do you think that'll last? Like at that rate, like you never know. Forever, that. there might be a spike. <laughs> Ten years, might twenty be a years, another STP boom. I don't know, man. Yeah, that doesn't seem like it's going to last very long at all. I know. It's so hopefully they probably do... since he, you know, past couple of years or whatever. Hopefully but... these kids see the, uh, you know, the nest egg that he built up with whatever he could and do something like constructive with that money, right? Like that's hopefully. the best you can hope for. Yeah. Instead of blowing it on drugs or something. But stupid. they don't really have a save. They're just dulling in four no, yeah. 4K a month out. And to they're them. 17 years old, 15 years old. What the yeah. hell did they know about money or anything, right? Yeah. So, but uh, when I turn eighteen, I'm I'm probably in court like you. All right, you need to give me a chunk because I'm gonna I'm taking over. Well, and it's true. It's they they rightfully deserve it. They are yeah. his kids, you know. Yeah. But at the same time, to be able to be that young and be in control of money, we knew people growing up oh, that yeah. that things like that happened where they were all of a sudden they had a large sum of money and they were just buying cartons of smokes, <laughs> uh, you know, pounds of weed, cartons of smokes, beer every night, you know, and it just blew it before you knew it. You know, mm-hmm. it was Fast like cars, gone. pretty women. Yep. 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 That's how it goes. That's well, dude, happens. we were talking about Travis Barker last week. Speaking of living fast. Uh, dude, Travis, poor Travis Barker can't catch a break, man. My uh, guy. He was in an accident on the way to his son's basketball game, and a school bus ran a stoplight and totaled his car. He said, quote, it was pretty crazy. I'm really lucky everyone's safe. The car driving, uh, he was in the car driving with his son and his best friend. Uh, and was it Otto from the Simpsons a, driving that bus? That's or crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Auto from the Simpsons. Come on, what a bus driver runs a, lo- a red light, dude. Was there kids on board? Do you know? Does yeah, it say oh, it running say, a red light yeah. is so wild. I just can't even imagine the horror of that. 
I, dude, I don't dude. know. It doesn't say if there was kids on the school bus. That would be wild, right? Yeah. Hopefully it was empty. I see some of these bus drivers, man, are crazy. With they their, are crazy. Yeah. Oh, no. Bus drivers are just... They I don't mean, I know they got to move around anymore. the city quickly and get school kids to school on time <laughs> and take shit. take it easy, but right? Swinging, <laughs> swinging out in the traffic. They don't care. They're not looking. They definitely don't look. That's There's totally like, true, man. It is mm-hmm. something. Bus drivers, come on. We love you, but take it easy a little bit. But, tra- okay, Travis Barker has been, I mean, he's been going through it. <laughs> You're going to kill our drummers and our rock bands out there. <laughs> I know. Running into people. He's come on. precious hardware. We cannot have this. <laughs> well, and he had the blood clots in his arms. He's yeah. recovering from that poor guy. Had a blood staph clot. infection and a bunch of stuff. So. Let, let's not forget that he survived Travis, a plane man. crash, a horrific plane crash. Okay. He's it's like Final Destination for that fool, huh? He that was his, keeps, that was his Instagram post. His Instagram post said that. It's He's like, like dude, I've been living Final Destination. Death keeps trying to get him, and he just like one up on him. Ha ha! Survive again! What is he on his, like, maybe uh, last few lives now? Yeah. He's probably got a few more. He's Gotta got a be. few more close oh encounters. God. All right, LJ, you remember when we saw Smashing Pumpkins and Marilyn Manson a couple years back? Amazing show. It was a great show, right? Well, this show is not selling too well, apparently, according to this press release for the new Smashing Pumpkins tour, the semi-reunion tour. It's not the original lineup. Uh, Apparently, in Glendale, Arizona, this was the tour opener, this first show. Uh, It was not a sellout. Photos posted online showed the top level of the arena totally blocked off. They had the top level blocked off, and they gave everybody upgraded seats for the floor. uh, And surrounding areas. So I don't know much about this venue. Is there a lot of people there? It's it's a probably I would guess like ten or twelve thousand seat arena. So maybe we're talking four or five thousand people there. Okay, half full. So I'm I'm guessing. Well, that yeah, that sucks for them. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if it sell that shit out, yeah. But it's the first full arena concert for Smashing Pumpkins in eighteen years, and it's not the original lineup. So I mean. We were saying that it's not one of those shows. Like right. it's one of the things. If we got free tickets or something somehow, we'd be like, okay, yeah, we'll check that out. I'm telling you, I said it a few weeks ago. Add Gallagher to the mix. Add <laughs> Gallagher is the opener. <laughs> yeah, dude, <laughs> Smashing Pumpkins with Gallagher. I mean, this is 20 years Smashing ago, Pumpkins. so you don't have the original lineup. It's 20. For, you know, this isn't. This is like a legacy thing here now. It's and like, dude, look at all the covers. And he toured a year ago, so even you know, I'm a fan of covers. Like, okay, here's the thing: when a band does covers, I, I'm okay with one or two, maybe yeah. for a set, right? They're pretty heavy on the covers here, including Fleetwood Mac's Landslide, David Bowie's Space Odyssey, Led Zeppelin's Stairway to Heaven, which is kind of a no-no. A lot of bands, you're really not supposed to kind of do that one live. Yeah. That's kind of like a cliche and really shouldn't be touched. And he does like a bunch of kind of covers, and I'm like, I don't know if I'd really want to see Smashing Pumpkins do uh, Stairway to Heaven, yeah, you know? That's kind of kitschy. I, I associate a lot of when they do a lot of covers with like the like a jam band that doesn't have a lot of its own hits. Yeah, that you know? it's trying I mean, to just fill time. Yeah. I get yeah. it. And yeah, exactly. And so it's like why are they, they, they have, have a lot of songs. So why not play like a couple more tracks from Gish or uh, sure. you know, Siamese Dream? They could almost do an Instead entire of doing like, Stairway to Heaven. Who wants to see that? They could, you know? they could do, <laughs> no they, one. They could do one entire album and Exactly. And then all the other hits. Yeah. You know, that would yeah. fill up a whole show. They could do two albums. That would be a perfect, like, two-hour set, you know? Yeah. Gish, mm-hmm. uh, Siamese Dream, or Siamese Dream, and uh, Melancholy Infinite Sadness. You Maybe know? we're hitting on it. Maybe these covers are the reason people saw this and were like, yeah, we're not going. Yeah, you know, I don't know. That's a bummer. Because I'd still like to see it. I would like to see it. If we do get some free tickets, I yeah. I will be honest. I would probably yeah, go and no, check I'll it go. out. Yeah, no, I'll go. I like They Are Good Live. But I mean, it's but. just a, you know, an unfortunate kind of thing. They couldn't get Darcy uh 
Retsky back on the base, and I wish they you yeah. know would have done that. Uh, check Too this bad. out. The Foo Fighters, they were joined on stage by uh, John Travolta. Did you guys see this <laughs> shit? Mm-hmm. This is hilarious. Uh, uh, dance moves up there. Yeah, he John Travolta hopped up on stage with the Foo Fighters. The Foo Fighters were playing in New York. And apparently, uh, Is he dancing from Pulp Fiction or from Greece? It was Greece. Oh, great! Pulp <laughs> Fiction got a his, little better. He's got his oh. leather jacket on and everything. Look at him. Uh, he should have been covering Saturday Night Fever or something. Check him out. No, they were. It was you're the, the one that I want. You know, they did. Uh, you're oh, the one yeah. that I want. <laughs> Check him out. Look at John. Yeah, from Greece soundtrack. You know. <laughs> Look at John. He's, he doesn't even really know what to do. He's just kind of like hanging out. He's like, "All right, I'm gonna go backstage. All right, I gave a little, uh, <laughs> gave a little appearance there." <laughs> John Travolta, though, that's cool. John Travolta rocking out at a Foo Fighters show. That's, that's great. Cool. Yeah, I still got mixed feelings about that. The guy, what John Travolta? He's yeah, kind of a weirdo. I just don't know about him. I don't know. Scientology <laughs> thing is one thing, but then the uh, oh yeah, the massage yeah. room. Oh, the massage yeah, room yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's true. You know, a lot of people make claims nowadays. Yeah, about that's a good that point. Again. But the massage room thing. Uh, and then there's been some other similar Briefly describe. Can you describe that? I don't remember. I don't want to. Don't quote me on nothing. <laughs> I don't know. But but he got caught at some kind of, like, massage parlor or something. Oh, really? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and there was this kind of thing. Made some passes at a, at a male yeah, masseuse. Yeah, and, and the, yeah, so there was kind of questioning of his sexuality, I guess you could say. I see. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, know. Not so, that I have anything against that. Or no, but, but he was from that era, that Broadway, late 70s New York thing. So, I mean, hey, you know, who knows, right? Yeah. You never know. Uh, right. <laughs> Still, Scientology is wild. And Scientology is crazy <laughs> as hell, too. Uh, you get that much money, you just become an eccentric motherfucker. I don't know. So Rob Zombie's new film, Three from Hell, that's going to be the sequel to The Devil's Rejects. And the only way, apparently, you can see the preview for it is on the tour. Rob Zombie and Marilyn Manson on tour. And he's showing an exclusive trailer that can't be seen anywhere else. Apparently, before Rob Zombie hits the stage, he plays the trailer for his movie. That's some pretty good marketing right there, That's right? Great. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty fucking yeah, smart. That's dope. Uh, so, can't wait to check that out. That's going to be the uh, sequel to 2005's The Devil's Rejects. First time in 13 years that he's uh, done a film uh, sequeling that. So, that's going to be pretty cool. Uh, Jack White, quick a little thing about this. This was kind of cool. Jack White did a baseball um, kind of thing for charity. Uh, for he did uh, where was it uh, in the team of uh, I'm sorry the city oh it was for the city of Detroit and it went to support Native American youth participation in basketball as well as for Well for Culture an initiative with the Native Wellness Institute which seeks to teach and promote healthy lifestyle practices tailored towards Native Americans so he did that in his home uh, area of Detroit and and he did this baseball match. Well, they're retiring his bat and gave him a plaque to commemorate his charity work for that. So they gave him, gave him a plaque there. That's cool. And here's his bat. He's apparently a co-owner of this baseball bat company. It's called Warstick, and he <laughs> co-owns it with a Los Angeles um, Angels second baseman, Ian Kinsler. Oh, and nice. And he owns it with uh, Jack White. So that's, that's kind of cool. cool, right? Yeah. That's cool, yeah. Check out that bat, too. That's kind of a that's cool a bat. sweet bat. It's got the stripes on there. It kind of resembles a bowling pin. It's a white. It's a white uh, bat with a black handle with blue, three blue stripes the, on the yeah, top. The blue is cool. Yeah, like it's from Third Man Records. I think it's is really kind of a reference there. 
check this out for uh, chemical free alternative to pest control. You guys need to get Falcons because that's what uh, Maynard uh, Maynard James Keenan from Tool with his wine company Caduceus Cellars. He's got these Falcons out there that are doing his uh, his uh, pest control out there. Skywolf Falcons, and apparently he has them flying around his uh, vineyard getting all the pests out there instead of using chemicals. I think that's kind of cool. Sky yeah. Wolf. We were talking about baseball a second ago. Remember, uh, did you hear Sandlot's going back out in theaters for its 25th anniversary? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's going to be awesome, dude. <laughs> and the original cast is still, they're all still still there. Yeah, yeah. that's going to be dope. And American League win, won the All-Star game 8-6 uh, to six in the 10th inning, and they also set a record for 10 home runs. We'll get to the sports minute in just a bit so let's do the uh concert here this is the trivia for today on this day in 1990 one of the biggest yeah on this day in 1990 one of the biggest outdoor concerts took place in europe was it a queen live at wembley b roger waters live at the berlin wall or c live aid at wembley stadium c you think it's live aid c okay what do you think the least obvious or something because i probably would just uh, I'd probably say B. No, A. Queen? Yeah. Queen, live at Wembley, and then you're saying uh, Live Aid, live at Wemby. Wembley, right? Correct. LJ? It is actually B. On oh, this man. day in 1990, Roger Waters performs the classic Pink Floyd album, The Wall, at the Berlin Wall. The Berlin Wall just fell down, and he he made a statement to a radio DJ saying that if the Berlin Wall fell down i i want to play a show there <laughs> and so he followed through with his with his uh request that he made or promise that he made rather and over three hundred and fifty thousand people attended at the show he was joined by the band scorpions brian adams van morrison cindy lopper we were just talking about scorpions they were there alienation uh and it was filmed for a video release of course one of my favorite releases uh back then <laughs> This broke records at the time for the most attended paid entry concert. This was a paid concert. It wasn't free. Seven days earlier, John Michael Jarre, the electronic musician, had set a new world record for concert attendance with his free Paris La Defense show, attracting a live audience of 2 million people. Good God. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And if you see the show... The Berlin Wall one with 350,000, you're like, that's insane. That's out of hand, right? Yeah. It looks like if you were in the back or something, you had to I use mean, the bathroom or go to the front or whatever. Maxed out insane. stadium is what, 50? Like, yeah. Like 100,000 maybe. A big, pretty big stadium is normally 50 or so. Yeah. And 100,000 would be like huge, right? But yeah, 350,000 like is insane, let alone 2 million. That was uh, you know, uh, John Michael Jarre, but crazy. So that was a pretty cool one for on this day in rock and roll history. So speaking of sports, we were talking about Imagine Dragons has a new single called Natural. You're going to be hearing it all season long for the upcoming American college football season. Every time I imagine <laughs> dragons, I think of those ones from Game of Thrones. <laughs> Good Khaleesi. point. Ba-doonch. Ba-doonch. Shout out to Khaleesi. Can't wait for – shout out to Game of Thrones too, man. Yeah. Can't wait for that. Jesus, man. When's that going to come? The ice, the ice dragon. Oh, wow! What's up with the ice dragon, right, dude? Let me crazy. Wait. Okay. <laughs> Back to real. 
Well, yeah, sports this week, it was pretty crazy as we did finish up on Sunday as France beat Croatia 4-2 to win the World Cup. I got to say, I don't know if you guys felt the same way with this World Cup this year, but it was one of the best, most entertaining yeah. World Cups yeah, in my good. recent memory. Good. Probably in my lifetime. Yeah, I was th- I was thinking I was, 1994 when they had it here in the U.S. a yeah. long time ago. That was the other best World Cup for me just because it was here in the U.S. It was kind of special. But this, I mean, it was just the matches, the upsets, rooting for Croatia, their first time going for it. Yeah. Uh, it was just awesome. Oh, this reminded me of, like, what was it, 2006, 2007, uh, when Italy won. The, the, oh, that, yeah. That vibe. Like, it was just really And like, it was the first time for their country to win, too, and that yeah. was a big deal, and uh-huh. it was crazy. Yeah. Well, it's going to come back but to this the U.S. eventually, right? Pretty soon. We're getting it in 2026, 20, yeah. Yeah. and it's going to be all of Putin North America. the old ball to Trump. <laughs> <laughs> he did. You know, that was a pretty symbolic thing. People were like, basically, he was saying he was putting the balls in your court now, buddy. Yeah. I've done my stuff, so now it's up to you to follow through with whatever, right? right. I will give him this ball, but it also means something more. <laughs> Someone made a joke. They're like, did they scan that ball for a wire? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Make sure there's no microphone in there. Scan that hair for a wire. Uh, the, uh, here, here was a cool thing about the World Cup before we move on about that. 19-year-old uh, Kylian Mbappe, Mbappe. Uh, be- <laughs> believed to be many, uh, by many to be the next global face of soccer. This guy's like a sure. rising star. He scored a France's fourth and final goal becoming only the second teenager to score in a World Cup after Pele on a final. So that was pretty amazing. Uh, A lot of pressure. Yeah, it was crazy. Uh, Pele was 17 when his team beat Sweden in 1958. Pele was 17. Isn't that crazy? Kylian Mbappe. Damn, Kylian. That's a good name, too. He Kylianed it. Or it could be Kylian. I'm not sure. Kylian or Kylian. I'm not really sure. if it was Kylian. (laughs) He was killing it. Kylian it. Uh, check this out. Uh, the World Series of Poker, they do this every year in Vegas. Uh, the No Limit Texas Hold'em main event. John Sin, he won this uh, World Series of Poker on July 15th. $8.8 million. Get money. Nice. On the Get this. Guess how many hands before I... I don't know if you saw that part. Yeah. Guess, guess how many hands he had to play to win. No, I saw this is somewhere like around 100 hands or something no, like no, that. No, 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 no. No? A lot more than that. 1,000 hands, who knows? No, not that much. 198? No, 442 yeah, hands. a lot of hands. 442 hands of the final table after playing 199 hands only against each other. I just saw 190-something, right? <laughs> Miles took home five million. Each of the nine players at Damn. the final table, who came from the U.S., Australia, Amazing. France, and Ukraine, guaranteed at least a million to get in that final table. That's crazy, right? Yeah. It drew over seventy-eight thousand people, or excuse me, seventy-eight hundred players. So I mean, to get to that top thing, all those really good uh, poker players, seventy-eight hundred people to get to the top, man. How old is that dude? Oh, good question. Let's see if it says its age. I don't uh, think it- no, it doesn't. Um, he looks pretty young. He looks I mean, pretty young. I'd say he's like 30. Yeah. I don't know, 35 at the most. If that. Uh, $8.8 million richer. Congrats to him. Poker game. So, movie news. Uh, it's going to be one of Stanley our... Stanley Kubrick. Uh, this is pretty cool. Lost Stanley Kubrick screenplay found. Uh, it's called a play uh, called The Burning Secret. It's an adaptation of a 1913 novel. Uh, follows an insurance salesman who befriends a boy at a spa resort in order to seduce his married mother. Sounds kind of twisted. Uh, but 
uh, I don't know. They, it looks like they're trying to turn this into a film now, so not really sure how that's going to work out. But uh, okay, so check this Step out. Mother or real mom? Uh, it says the story follows an insurance salesman who befriends a boy at a spa resort in order to seduce his married mother. Mm, not into that incest <laughs> shit, man. <laughs> Feels like a no, step- no, no, no. This is the guy Hard trying to, to seduce the the dudes. Oh, okay. okay. No, no, no. Got me. Okay. No, no, no. Hold on, hold on a second. There's a it's it's a salesman who befriends a boy at a spa. He's, gotcha. he, he's hanging out with him, and he's like, "Oh, you got a mom that's a hot mom." Okay. And he seduces his mom. Okay, I heard it wrong. Yeah, so no, that sounds okay. Uh, But I don't know. It sounds still kind of twisted and weird. We'll let it run. (laughs) Uh, But I don't know. Nothing too crazy there. Uh, All right, so we were talking about this new trailer for Bohemian Rhapsody, guys. It's the uh, new one for Bohemian Rhapsody. Have you seen this uh, at all, I think I saw something about it, yeah. Uh, This is, is, I don't know, man. This looks epic. It looks like one of the best maybe kind of rock story documentaries here can you hand me the remote Aaron real yeah. quick I want to turn this down just a little bit so we don't get uh, copyright issues here uh, somebody might be shazamming us yeah you never know so I want to turn it down but you guys can still at least see Shazam. see what's going on here on this trailer so what are your impressions of the way that he's kind of portraying Freddie Mercury in this well it looks like it's from a first person perspective kind of and it's also I don't know kind of dreamy looking it doesn't really look like reality it's kind of cool so do you think they're going to have a narrator or do you think it's going to be just like uh from a third person's perspective i think if you're going to have the state maybe there's somebody that speaks behind all this like foggy reminiscence you know sound like the perfect looking dude though right rami malik looks amazing just like him but you know i was thinking sasha baron cohen would actually be Oh Even my better. god! Yo, the guy. Did you see this recent <laughs> show, yeah, right. Sasha Baron Cohen? Did? Oh yeah, yeah. You saw that? You see that where he had the the Muppets and all that kind of. This the, is America. Yeah. Okay. Um, Puppy Pistol. Did you? The guy that the character <laughs> he was playing looked just like Freddie Mercury. Yeah. No, he was in Crazy. talks. He was supposed to be in this movie. Sasha Baron Cohen was supposed to be portraying Freddie Mercury, oh, wow. but they had creative differences. Sasha Baron Cohen wanted to go one way and really wanted to explore his uh, homosexuality and focus on that and oh, wow. that, that, I couldn't take him the, seriously doing a role yeah like exactly that. and that's what the band said there uh, no because like, he's a comedian right like be might as well get Jim Carrey up there <laughs> and so to have somebody unknown like Rami Malek where not, not a lot of people know Rami Malek right yeah, yeah. Well, to have him do it is a better well, choice did you like right? Val Kilmer for uh, Jim Morrison on the Doors movie you know, I gotta looked, say, I, I mean, did. He, he looked just I gotta like say him I too, did. right? That and and Val Kilmer was job. kind of a not really an unknown, but up and coming actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, just kind of like this, I think, with Rami Malek. And uh, I mean, he looks. I mean, that looks great right there. I mean, he just looks yeah. just like him. Like plus, Sasha's older now. He's like what in his probably like, yeah forties or something. and this was supposed to be to them in their prime. So it's you're right. He's even he's, better he's with that. Younger, yeah. This guy's got the age down. Looks that show like at him. Wembley, though, that was one of the the, the most attended shows there uh, ever Some in history. Good cinematography, I like it already. Yeah, killer stuff. So can't wait to check that one out. That's coming out November second. Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, uh, what else? Oh yeah, you see this about Scarlett Johansson? She backed uh, out yeah. uh, with a bunch of heat because this new movie it's called Rub and Tug, which was mm-hmm. she was set to play a transgender man, and so everybody was like, "Well, why don't they get a?" A transgender man or a man to play the role, you know, because it's obviously 
uh-huh. you know, one of those kind of things. And so Hollywood changed how Americans understand gay and lesbians' lives, reads the quote from the GLAAD president and CEO Sarah Kate Ellis in the statement and went on to say, and TV is starting to do the same for transgender people with authentic transgender portrayals being major hits with critics and audiences. So it's basically saying, like, if you're trying to portray someone who's gay, let a gay person play that role. Yeah. Is there anything wrong with that? I don't know. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, there's always the, you want to have people be represented. um, I guess it goes back to accurately, sure, right? We don't have any black people, so put a black face on them. Yeah, Yeah, because it's it's basically akin to doing that. That's what they're saying is, like, somebody like Scarlett Johansson was also in the movie. Do you remember? I don't know if you've seen the recent one, uh, Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. Uh, the remake of that. Right. It's an Asian yeah. uh, person, and it, Scarlett Johansson played it, which yeah. is like everybody was like, it's whitewashing yeah, kind of. Same with Jared Leto and uh, whatever. Good point on that. What's Good your point. born identity guy's name? Uh, or Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Damon. Yeah. Uh, fuck it. All the way back to Tom Cruise with The Last Samurai. Like, it just shit's just like. That's a good point. It just keeps happening. So hopefully we're making some progress in that regard. Yeah. And we'll get some better, more Scar- realistic. To Scarlett Johansson's point, like that's like her homie. That's the director. Like he worked with her. I think on the uh, right. in the show. So like obviously she was like the first person. She but I think with, she but, saw the writing on yeah. the wall and she's like, we need to back away from so, this. So it's cool. I, don't, I mean, maybe just call it out, but there just doesn't need to be that vitriol behind it. Like, but un- we understand. We understand. But the name of the movie really Rub and Tug. Rub and Tug. <laughs> yeah. That's bad, dude. Uh, apparently, the <laughs> the movie is about... Okay, so it's the true story of Dante Tex Gill, who owned massage prostitution parlors in Pittsburgh in the 1970s. Okay, well, it's yeah. a rub and tug shop. Okay, it's like sense. the beginning of that, I guess. Like, he, he was the one of the ones that turned massage parlors into kind of, you know, rub and tug places, I guess. Hmm. So, anyway. Zombieland, moving on with movie news. Zombieland sequel on the way with the original cast... Emma Stone, Woody Harrelson, Jesse Eisenberg, Abigail Breslin, they're all going to be back. I liked it. I liked that movie. That was a cool movie, right? Yeah. It was 2009, and now it's going to be 10 years to the year when it comes out next year. Apparently, they've already set a date. It's coming out sometime. I think it's October 11th for the new Zombieland. Yeah. Yeah. So. Comedy take on a zombie movie. It was cool. It's, I think it was yeah, a revolutionary kind of film. And it's uh, All the zombie movies leading up to that were just like, you know, kind of serious, and that mm-hmm. was kind of like, you know, going down the checklist of survival and all that stuff. That Double shit was tap. that movie doesn't happen without uh, yeah Woody Twinkies. Though. You got to. Yeah. Oh no, there. he's there. He's there. Yeah. yeah, but I'm just saying, like, you don't get that. <laughs> no, yeah, you're, you're right. No, the... yeah, you can't do that. Uh, yeah, it's dope. Awesome. It. <clears throat> so Forbes got this new list out that George Clooney earns more money than any star in history. He made two hundred and thirty-nine million dollars last year. And you're thinking to yourself, like me, probably, like, what the fuck did George Clooney do? It's all those old-ass movies, still royalties? Or how what? is he How is he able to fucking do that, right? Well, apparently, he brought in more money last year than any other actor ever in an equivalent period. Much of the cash comes from the sale of the Casamigos tequila company that he has. Mm-hmm. That he drinks, uh, drink giant Diego in a deal worth about a billion dollars. People are getting drunk. Wow. So That's it's apparently happening. his ta- Casamigos tequila company was his biggest earner. Uh, the other 100 highest paid celebrities made a combined $6.3 billion pre tax. Uh, so what do we got here? Okay, we were talking My about goodness. this. The, on For the entertainers, athlete, 
Floyd Mayweather was $285 million last year. Even more than Clooney, huh? Yep. And then number two was um, Clooney was second place. And then Kylie Jenner rounded the top three with $166.5 million thanks to her phenomenally successful makeup. South made. (laughs) (laughs) Right? (laughs) This was one of the weird ones, though. (laughs) Check this out. Judge Judy coming in at number four. You're thinking to yourself, what the fuck has Judge Judy done in the past whatever, right? That how is she making this much money? She made Judge Judy made get that. $147 million last year. She's just sitting on a chair talking to people. What the well, hell is she doing? Well, apparently much of that came from the sale of her TV library, which is all of her episodes, I would imagine, of Judge Judy. She sold that for a hundred million dollars last year. Where, where did the other 47 come from? I don't I see who she probably watching this shit. Other, other stuff that she... Appearances. Yeah, she's I apparently brush a up high on my plate. law skills. I'm going to watch Judge Judy. <laughs> oh, who watches this shit? Who? I don't know. God. There's a lot of people at home during the day, I guess. The number five highest paid celebrity was Dwayne The Rock Johnson at $124 yeah. million dollars last year. He's in eight movies a year. That's not a surprise. Yeah, me. he's a hustler, man. I got a lot of respect for him, and he's he seems like a pretty stand-up guy. Uh, we were talking about Dude. Sasha Baron Cohen and Showtime. They like, took over the Fast and Furious franchise. Now they're coming out with a movie where just Hobbs and something. Yeah, it's just hey, like him and Wayne and Hobbs or whatever yeah. the hell is it called. Damn, Calvin and Hobbs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some shit. Uh, all right, so we were talking about Sasha Baron Cohen Showtime. You guys seen it? Uh, Made in yeah. America or what is it? Who is America? The new series. Who is America. The first episode debuted on Sunday, and uh, Sarah Palin made this statement like, "Why to take advantage of?" me and pose a disabled veteran well we actually learned that he wasn't a disabled veteran at all uh he was a man in a scooter and he said that he uh bernie sanders asked him if he was disabled and he said no i i use it to save his finite energy (laughs) just like big fat dude sitting on this scooter and he's just like uh no i'm not disabled i use it to save my energy that's so funny and we were talking about it briefly about how he basically also posed as an israeli soldier where he was selling the idea of uh, to these Republican, mostly uh, politicians, yeah. of arming children <laughs> as early as four years old, three, three and four years old, God. Uh, with with rifles and things, and he did this instructional video that you just and they liked it or what? Yeah, the the this Republican yeah, idea. this Republican <laughs> oh guy went through the whole thing Several with this video. Them. He had these guns with like little puppies on. He's all this is puppy pistol, and you got to <laughs> point it at the bad guy. And this Republican senator's like doing it like he's going through the whole thing and you're sitting there like your mind is blowing like how stupid these guys could be to just say this stuff like are you listening to yourself you know and i thought it was just such a great way of bringing attention and humor to like the stark reality of what's going on with people right there was just a kid what like a week or two ago in fresno a little two-year-old that got a hold of a loaded gun from a a guy, a roommate in the house, and shot himself. It's just crazy. It was Fresno. I and, mean, I and didn't know that. That's did you hear that? No. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, uh, the way he's bringing attention to it is good. And yeah. I thought there was a good quote from uh, people that probably won't like it, but Sarah Silverman said, quote, the same people that scream in this country that it's too PC, right? Everything's too PC, right, yeah. according to the right. Well, they're going to display their usual hypocrisy after that. Sasha Baron Cohen has exposed the heinous truth behind our country's elected grifters. This show, like, 
comedy at its best is the truth. Yep. So definitely check it out. Who is America on Showtime? Uh, moving on to some pretty funny hmm. stuff here with Jeff Goldblum. It's the 25th anniversary of Jurassic Park. <laughs> and if you guys remember in Jurassic Park, there was a scene where Jeff Goldblum's like laying on the couch and he reclines and he goes, uh, life finds a way. And he's like talking about like, you know, how, uh, <laughs> you know, life, you know, eventually it's evolution, right? Yeah. You know, the kind of basis of it. So <laughs> some funny ass people in London, dude, I don't know how they got this approved. It is a legitimate metal statue that is on the grounds here. It's life size, more than life size. Oh, huge. It's huge. It's, it's like, like shows a dog on it. Probably like a hundred feet. And, and it's Jeff Goldblum laying foot, in a maybe. sexy like side pose on this grass by the London Bridge, He's taking up a quarter of a park. <laughs> look, yeah, look at the person. Wait, go back. The thing's massive. Look at the person in the background. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, there you go. Look how big it is. You can dude. see how huge that is. I mean, imagine like that big metal bull they have on Wall Street, but like ten, and it's basically that size. It's oh my pretty, gosh. pretty crazy. So that's hilarious. London people in London, man, they got a great I sense of humor. Love you, UK. What up? <laughs> Random news from around the world. Check it out. Twelve new moons discovered around Jupiter. Not too often you see twelve new moons. How many was there before? Uh, well, now it brings the total to sixty-one. Yeah. Sixty-one moons. Oh no! Excuse me. Uh, the to- no- total known moons around our solar system's largest planet to 79. So Saturn is next with 61. Mm. So 12 more. Now it brings it to 79 moons. One of the one of those 12 that they found, uh, its rotation is going backwards. It's going uh, counterclockwise or uh, wow, really against where everything else is. Yeah, how oh, crazy is that's that? A dude? Trip. So yeah. I wonder what that means. I don't right? know. Only w- one moon out of all those. Yeah, one of those 12 that that's they found crazy. is going. I, I gotta look into this. Shit. I know. I want to look. I gotta look into it more because I want to know what that means. Like, is it going to collide into something or what's going on? The astronomers say that the 12 newfound moons hadn't been seen before because they're so tiny, with the biggest ones measuring only about two miles across. So they're pretty small, almost like asteroids. Oh like yeah. Small. Uh, small thing. Imagine us looking up at seventy nine moons in our. Oh sky. yeah, that's That'd crazy. Be wild, right? We only have one. I mean, imagine what a skyline. Yeah, yeah. Uh, crazy to think about. Uh, all right, don't eat raw oysters, guys. <laughs> is the moral of the story on this next one? As this man was killed by a flesh eating bacteria at a Saratosa or Sarasota, Florida restaurant. Always Florida. The man ate royster, raw oysters on July eighth at a restaurant. Um, uh, health officials advise everyone against eating raw or undercooked shellfish or seafood and to avoid being in salt water if they have an open wound. He died two days later after eating it. I, w- I mean, how I'm are tired we not- of hearing these stories. There was one not too long ago about the tape guy pulled a tapeworm out. He oh, ate for some- eating the sushi? Yeah, he ate sushi or raw fish. Or something. How and, are uh, we. Yeah, that's had some freaking ten foot tapeworm. Why are people eating raw raw stuff though? Like that's the thing. It, it's, like raw it's okay fish. if it's Why raw if it's fresh. Fish? But how, well, how are we not? Obviously not though. <laughs> but that, um, I want to know where this shit's from. But Florida people eat raw fishes <laughs> like all day every day. But this, here's the thing: how are we not like stopping everything? And finding a cure for flesh-eating bacteria. <laughs> why isn't that like great point? Yeah, like, like why is that still a number thing? One, right? Yeah. Like let's that's, that's like saying we still have the black plague out. Yeah, there. let's end flesh-eating oh, bacteria. Oh man, contracted the right black right plague. Right you know, well, you know. <laughs> yeah, that Good shouldn't point. be a thing. <laughs> I hear you. Good uh, God. <laughs> 
Uh, all right, check this out. Some billionaire news as these two dudes are in the news. Elon Musk first up for as he's going to apparently give all the f- residents in Flint uh, that reply to his treat, uh, his tweet with test results that he will send someone to install a water filter in their houses. He, he's planning to organize a weekend in the city to add filters to homes with issues and hopefully fix perception of those that are actually good. So I, I, what do you think of that? You think it's a publicity stunt, or you think he's actually trying to do something good here? I think that they need to fix the problem. Yeah, water filters the isn't the f- in the problem, right? Is the it's the specific pipe that they switched over to that had lead in it? Like, why aren't you switching back? What right. is the issue? Right. Uh, that's great. That's great that he wants to be nice. at least helps with something. And, you know, and those people will probably benefit from it. He'll benefit it from it with tax cut write-offs but can we fix the damn problem that's a good point it's like trying to put a band-aid on you know the main point or whatever right the big main thing and it seems simple they switched over to pipes that had lead in why aren't they switching back i don't get it yep i agree speaking of billionaires jeff bezos now is the richest man in modern history with Bloomberg Billionaires Index saying yesterday that he crossed the $150 or excuse me $150 billion mark which is $55 billion higher than Bill Gates in second place Jeff Bezos already became the current richest man last year and then became the richest man ever after his fortune reached $104 billion topping Gates all time high in 1999 of just $100 billion isn't that crazy hmm. I mean that's just like tons I mean that's crazy. Yeah. Hundred and fifty billion dollars is just unbelievable to think about. He should just, he could probably pay off everybody's student loans. And and it's uh, also coming under fire with Amazon's practices uh, not paying their people like a, a living wage and giving them the benefits they deserve. Somebody that makes that much money needs to pay their employees top of the line staff. Uh, you know you need oh, to yeah. pay your employees the best in the world. You shouldn't be running it like slave labor uh, bullshit. You know. They told got, you I saw that. Who wants to be a millionaire? Question last night. What it was, was that? Uh, it was asking which rich guy, which billionaire's father was oh, right. a, a circus unicyclist, and it ended up being Bezos. Yeah. So Jeff Bezos' <laughs> dad was his, a, a his circus his biological father. I guess he didn't raise him, but yeah, he was a <laughs> circus unicyclist. <laughs> Crazy. Take some skill. Uh, all right. So dog owners, listen up. Heart disease may be linked to potato-based pet food. The FDA warned last week that potato-based foods may be causing heart disease in dogs. They're investigating a potential link between pet foods with peas, lentils, potatoes, and other legume seeds in instances of canine dilated dilated cardiomyopathy in dogs not particularly vulnerable to the the disease. So this Mm. is apparently they say it's more it's happening in larger dog breeds. So if you guys uh, apparently it enlarges the heart therefore weakening it and often leading to heart failure. Yeah. So if you guys have dogs mm. out there, watch out for ingredients for peas, lentils, potatoes, and other legume seeds. No tater salad for the mutts. Yeah. <laughs> Don't give them potatoes. Uh, <laughs> all right. This is funny. We're ending the episode here on a funny one here. How long people wait to fart in front of a partner. When you date <laughs> someone new and you decide you like them, want to stick around, you know, and you get kind of get kind of used to them. Which is likely why people try to have, uh, you know, this is kind of not something you don't want to do this right away. So what do you think <laughs> What do you think women and men said was the limit that they would wait to fart in front of a new, like you're just starting to date, maybe you've been together for a couple months or a year. What do you think 
is the acceptable time to fart and just fucking let it go in front of him. Uh, wow, I don't know. You got to break that ice quick, man. I feel like women hold hold off for a lot longer than men. Okay, yeah. okay. I don't know how yeah, much. So, what, what's your guess for women? What do you think I'd it say is for dudes women? Dudes like three months and women like three years. Okay. <laughs> what, what do you think, Eric? Say you just got to fart, see what happens. So right away, you're saying like within a couple weeks. I mean, not the first date. Like, hey, girl, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> so what then? But, what do you think, timeline wise? Oh, no. You know if. Although if it's a, like if, you're if it's a stink, if you know it's gonna be a stinker, you gotta you gotta go outside. <laughs> you can't just smoke her out. Yeah, you can't blow anybody. A couple up. dates in. Ever. Uh, ever okay, do so check it out. But, uh, the survey they surveyed a thousand adults. They reveal both men and women agree you should wait nine months before farting in front of a new partner. So what if that? What if that quality. partner? They put in that that nine months and finally just smelt that shit for the first time. <laughs> I know, and just couldn't take it. Also, they say that both sexes agree yeah. you should wait eight months to disclose Although, your full financial situation. They see, say to even could be a fart. Oh, that's, that. Yeah, that, that's a fart I can handle. <laughs> I think I can live I, with I think that. I can do that. I think I can live with that. That's doable. Women but. said that they wait one year to tell a partner about their flaws, while men say they wait just eight months. Men say that they wait ten months to let their partner pop their pimples. Oh my god! What while women the say they wait one year and seven months before they allow that. That's ex- I've never. Yeah, my wife that. does. I'm Get married out. and I've I've never done that. Get yeah, out. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> fucking with some people. No. <laughs> Men also would wait 13 months before using the bathroom with the door open. Okay, that's a big one. So, what do you guys think about that? Using the bathroom with the door open? I still shut the bathroom door. Yeah, I, I mean, that's just not proper. Like, close the bathroom. We both still door. we're married. We've been married for two years, and we've been together for since 2010 for like over eight years we've never had the bathroom door open that's just really it's not even about being like close it's just that's well, just weird i, I have been have, in the bathroom you, at the same time though you got friends over a lot and stuff that's true you that's know. true so i mean um, it's more of a privacy thing me and my wife do it all the time but it's not so, not for the number two though what that's year a closed though door. how how long was it though before you guys did that in your relationship uh shit i think Man, don't the first couple times you they get say drunk, thirteen you're, you're months pissing on the fence in the backyard and shit. <laughs> I know uh, house party or something. Like, yeah. <laughs> so they're already seeing you piss. That's a good point. Yeah, when I you're having know. those drunken hookup situations, you uh, like you know they, you're just trying to get to the bathroom back, <laughs> <laughs> just trying to get shit done. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, that's it for us tonight. Make sure you guys check us out, of course, online every week. TheGarageRockShow.com. Thanks for everybody hanging out this week. See Thanks, guys. Peace out. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents and the design of this podcast are property of the Garage Rock Show or used by TGRS with permission and are protected under U.S. and international copyright and trademark laws. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. The third-party materials or content of any third-party site referenced in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the opinions standards or policies of the garage rock show tgrs assumes no responsibility or liability for the accuracy or completeness of the content contained in third-party materials or on third-party sites referenced in this podcast or the compliance with applicable laws of such materials and or links referenced herein this disclaimer is posted in full at the garage